0: Exactly, exactly, because like, I don't know about you, but when I'm following certain accounts, I want
1: to feel a certain way from their content. Welcome to the Influenced Podcast. I'm Ella Dace, a social media manager and fashion designer. And I'm Bart Dace, a businessman by day, but more importantly, Ella's insta-husband. <laughs> Together, we run a social media company called Ella or Creative. We're here to talk about the social business world and the power of influence, how we learn from some and give to others. In today's episode, I am joined with a lady that I have been following for years on YouTube and on the gram, and her content is out of this world. And I can't even, I can't believe that you even replied to me. So thank you so much. I'm so happy to be joined by Christy today. How how are you? Ella.
0: Thank you for having me on board. I honestly, I love like podcast intros so much. They make me feel so good about myself. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> I, I feel like there's so much more I could say, but I, I want you to introduce yourself because I feel like I know everything oh, I about this. you. But
0: love this. Well <laughs> hey guys. Christy Sodlin here. Just tuning in.
1: <laughs> Christy is an incredible YouTuber and I absolutely love her content. If you haven't checked out her YouTube channel and you need some inspiration for workouts, recipes just general incredible put together editing then definitely check out her channel as well
0: thank you thank you how long have you been doing youtube um roughly around five years i'd say now Um, i actually started as a mistake so (laughs) i my first youtube video like accidentally uploaded to youtube Um, so i'm like an accidental youtuber i was meant to upload it to um facebook (laughs) Like, you know, back in the day when um, Facebook was like pretty big and everyone would just use Facebook. And um, I uploaded a video basically just for my family and friends. And the only way to upload it to Facebook is I had to make a YouTube account. And then I was like, okay, cool. So I'll just upload it to YouTube so then I can use that link and then transfer it to Facebook. So my whole YouTube career has kind of been like a mistake, but yeah, a blessing in disguise, definitely. So I've been doing it for the past um, five five years, and it's only really been my full time job for the past
1: three, I'd say. That's still amazing. Yeah. And I feel like it just goes to show that it is consistency. It's not something that you just wake up and you're like, hey, I'm going to be a successful YouTuber oh, exactly. today. exactly.
0: And when I first started, it was never really my um, goal to have it as a career because when you first start, you know, you don't see it as something that could end up in a potential career because obviously it does take a lot of work and cons- consistency. So it really just started as like a hobby and then it um, turned into a passion. And I feel like there – the main things that you need to have when you're wanting to pursue like a social media career is you. it needs to be a hobby and a passion first before it's a career Mm
1: -hmm. definitely I completely agree with that because otherwise you just lose that drive and it feels like work exactly exactly
0: and that's the only way that you're going to actually flourish on um, social media is if your first your first focus is having it as a passion because then everything like what you create is going to be more authentic and it's going to be more like artsy. Yeah. It really just comes down to how you feel towards it. And I know if I'm ever feeling exhausted or if I feel like it is more of like a job rather than a passion, I know I'm definitely not as creative. And with social media, you do, you really need to be creative and I need to be making sure that, you know, throughout my weeks, my priority for me is doing things that are going to keep me feeling creative and keeping me feel inspired. And I, I definitely do feel like having a creative personality and a creative mindset is important when you're wanting to do social media. But it's, you know, if you don't have that um, and you have the other side where, for example, I know a lot of people who are YouTubers and Instagrammers where they're very – buy the books and they're not so much creative but they are very intelligent and they're able to pursue a career um, down that area and then they can, you know, later on hire people that can help them with design and everything like that. But at the end of the day aesthetics are super important when it comes down to like YouTube Mm -hmm. and Instagram because um, people love to be pleased with the human eye and, yeah, and to see content that makes them feel a certain way is so important.
1: And I just love the way you style everything, like your apartment, everything. You've just you've oh, nailed thank you. it. i definitely, it's something that um, I've always had a, like a passion
0: for is just design. Like before I actually got into YouTube, I um, studied interior design. So it's something that I've always been into. And I just, um, with, with interior design, it's definitely something that I've loved, but I just didn't see myself doing a career with it. It's something that I've preferred to have like as a side hobby
1: mm-hmm well I mean I feel like I know your apartment it looks uh, amazing you've styled it really, you, really well. thank you
0: like I said it currently smells like my little puppy's um pee and vomit at the moment so it's not the greatest we're in the middle of cleaning that up yeah um, look we're getting <laughs> we're getting there but I haven't I honestly like I have a low-key um it's not low-key. It's actually quite high-key obsession with buying interior and just buying things in general. And this year my goal has been to, like, settle Gretel on that because it's, yeah, it's, it's an obsession. So this year I haven't actually bought a single item or, like, furniture or anything, and I'm actually really proud of myself because um, I was starting to feel a little bit claustrophobic in my own um, house because it was overflowing with just shit. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Actually, my husband and I have just started doing a major purge because we've moved over to Adelaide from Perth and we've moved into a bigger space, but we definitely don't want to fill it with more stuff. So we're just going through like a big, massive throwing out process so that when we're ready to move on to the next place, it's just pick up and go. When it it comes down to like – designing your house I honestly feel like less is
0: more and a lot of people they don't think that mm-hmm. they think they like for example my boyfriend um I'm helping him kind of like rearrange his house and just like designing it a little bit more and he thinks that every corner of the house needs something he's like what do we put in this one and what do we put here And am like dull like is it's, it is I think he does it as well to kind of like oh, you're like, you know, you would like this. You're really good with interior. Something should go here. Something should go here. Like it feels like uh, like a nice design house should be cluttered. And I'm like, no, honey, it's fine. We yeah. like the space.
1: God bless. Yeah. You, you actually inspired me to set up my proper at-home workspace. So I've been working at home for nearly two years. And after seeing your setup, I was like, I need to get my shit together and actually put a beautiful little workspace together. You go, girl. Thank you. Honestly, like
0: when it comes down to feeling motivated and getting shit done, I feel like your space where you do that is super, super important. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a lot of friends who they do work from home and, you know, they'll work in their room or they'll work in their lounge room and then they come to my house and they're like, holy crap, like I honestly feel like I'm going to get more done in your office space because – when when it comes down to certain rooms in the house, um, all rooms they actually release certain energy. And when you when you walk into a room, you're meant to feel a certain way. So, like for me, for example, I would never put a TV in my bedroom because a bedroom it's meant to trigger sleep. But if you're you know watching movies in there, and if you're just um, like chilling in your room, you actually um, are more likely to struggle with your sleep because you haven't um, created that space where it triggers. Um, rest anymore. It's more of a space where you hang and you watch TV. So for me, I've learned that over time, I work well in certain rooms that have triggered a certain feeling and a certain headspace. So, you know, I know in the kitchen, I'm going to feel creative. And I know when I'm in my workspace, I'm going to get shit done. And it's so important to be able to be aware that you can actually create that in every room or every office that you um, try to get stuff done in. I honestly feel like it is such an important thing for my own headspace when I am wanting to achieve things and get stuff
1: done I 100% Mm. agree with that Mm. yeah like downstairs we have our lounge room and I don't take my laptop down there I don't do any work down there that's just for complete chilling out not thinking about work and then upstairs in my room that's work it is so
0: important especially when um, you do work online or you work for yourself you tend to over time allow it to spread out through your your day kind of thing and I find a few like a year ago like last year sorry last year I was um a bit all over the space and I didn't feel as creative and my mind was constantly scattered and all over the place because I wasn't actually um scheduling in rest and I felt like I was working all the time I may not have been in the office but I was down in on like on my lounge on my phone and you know replying to emails etc and I found that um I wasn't as efficient so I was like, you know, working all the time but my efficiency was lacking and I wasn't actually achieving more, I was just doing more and that's something that a lot of people do kind of – they that's like something that they fail to do when they do work from home they work for themselves they're not really scheduling in you know work hours and rest hours like it is so important to schedule in rest hours and breaks because otherwise you find yourself you're just working 24 7 and then you're not as efficient or effective and that's what it comes down to like you know otherwise you're just exhausting yourself and then you're just doing you're doing more you're not achieving more and that's something that you do need to detach
1: I think as well when you work for yourself you feel like that pressure to constantly be working and just be busy all the time because it's your business so you have to make the most of it so a lot of people are like i need to be on social media i need to reply to those emails i need to zero out my inbox yeah yeah exactly especially with um social media
0: there is a lot of pressure because there's always more you can do always like you know whether it's podcasting youtube um finding a way to perfect your editing, finding more quotes, you know, mm-hmm. there's always something that you can do. So it can be extremely overwhelming because, um, you know, I'll, I'll really need a break but sometimes I'm like, oh, my God, like maybe I should do this, like I'm really, I'm lacking in this, I should do yeah. more of this kind of thing. So it is super important to just be patient and obviously scheduling times that you do need to educate yourself and, you know, research, but also scheduling rest and breaks.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And you work so much harder when you do have that rest and then you come back to work and you're like, wow, I feel so good. Why
0: didn't I 100% do that before? Like, It can be hard because there is so many um, influencers and podcasters and, you know, huge people that you look up to that are all about that hustle life and they're kind of like promoting, you know, overdoing it when it comes to work. And at the end of the day, you know, if you do want to achieve, like achieve more, it's not about exhausting yourself. It really isn't like, I don't know, like there was, um, I think, you know, love Gary Vee, love him to death, but he's constantly just talking about, you know, the hustle lifestyle and you don't need rest, you don't need yeah. sleep. And I'm like, well, are you even human? Because honestly, yeah, there's these people, they, they tend to think because it is. Yeah you know, like there is a hustle world out there. Yeah. That's great to hustle, but yeah. you know, it's all about, you know, balance and you can't expect yourself to yeah. hustle on no sleep for the rest of your life. It's just unrealistic.
1: No. And people need to remember that people like him have a full team. So he doesn't work all the time. He's like promoting that lifestyle all the time, but in the background, he's probably yeah, yeah, sure. exactly. Like he doesn't, he doesn't do his emails.
0: He doesn't, uh, he doesn't even right. read. He doesn't, you know, reply to his things. I've listened to a lot of his. And he's amazing. Yeah. I'm not dissing him at all. He's actually yeah, incredible, he he and yeah, right, he's yeah, he's a is. huge inspiration for myself. But like you said, he has a huge team. So, um, especially when you are starting up with um, social media or your your own um, online career, you are doing everything you know, everything, you're the editor, you're the filmer, you're the producer, you're doing your emails, um, you're connecting with everyone. So you do need to have that hustle, but you also need to realize that that is a lot for a single human to take on board. Like that is a lot. So you do need to schedule in rest and you do need to schedule in your breaks, you know, and I'm not just saying um, one day off or a weekend off. Sometimes I actually need like a whole week off. And then I, you know, I yeah. come back stronger. I come back refreshed.
1: Yep. I wish I
0: could do yeah. that sometimes. Yeah, Yeah. Well, well, at the start, like, you know, the, <laughs> my first two years, I couldn't. I, um, you know, I was just starting up and I didn't have enough finances to fall back on or I didn't have, you know, people helping me. Like now I do have, I've just recently hired a editor and that has taken Um, you know, so much stress off my hands, which is so amazing. And then I have Irma who works for me full time. So without this, without, you know, me hustling for them first two, three years, I wouldn't be able to um, have people who are on my team who can then take a little bit of the workload off me. So that's something that it is important to work towards because, when you do start with social media and working for yourself, the amount of hours and effort that you do need to put in is not sustainable forever. So it's like just allowing yourself to go through phases. You're allowed to go through that hustle phase, but then also work towards something different where it's going to be more sustainable.
1: Yeah. So do you have any useful tips for anyone getting started? Yeah. So for me, inspiration was
0: huge. You know, like I would constantly, um, just be searching for people who inspire me because inspiration creates motivation. And when it comes down to social media, you just want to feel motivated to create different content, to get different photos, to talk about something different. So inspiration is one thing and, you know, finding um, people who definitely influence you, but finding your own niche, you know, why, why are -hmm. you starting? What makes you different? Um, because at the end of the day, you do need to have something that, like difference you from someone else so you know if you're in the um, health and fitness world what can you provide that is different from your other influencer that's into health and fitness so it's just about being unique and finding something that you can provide because that's what it comes down to you want to be focusing on what you can give a lot of people when they start social media their first focus is following and gaining followers but you can't gain anything if you've had if you have nothing to provide first so it's about creating a platform where you give so much value you know free value at first I would give so much free value because that's where you need to start and then after that people start to realize that you're you're providing value providing information tips hacks free programs whatever it is you do need to actually and give a lot of free value at the start in order for people to start to notice you and um, to want to start to follow you. You know, because I know that um, obviously following is important. Like I'm, I'm not stupid. Following is important when it comes down to social media, but that can't be your first focus at all.
1: Yeah, definitely. They they need to have a reason exactly.
0: to follow you. and providing um, information, providing value first should be your um, first focused.
1: Yeah. Instead of just posting a photo with some emojis or just being all exactly, exactly. Because like,
0: I don't know about you, but when I'm following certain accounts, I want to feel a certain way from their content. So from their photos and from their captions and what they speak about, it all comes down to feeling that's why people follow you. Like that, you know, like I don't actually, I don't follow, many accounts at all where it's just because they're hot, <laughs> like a pretty photo of their self. Yeah. Like I'll follow them for their fashion and I love their fashion tips. So I follow them for their health and their health information and what they talk about and their captions make me feel a certain way. It's all about the feeling. Like it's um, I feel like at the start Instagram especially was to do with just following pretty people and good looking men and, you know, certain accounts, but now definitely 2020, it's all about the feeling. So you want to be producing the content and make people feel a certain way. So it does come down to, like you said, your captions, your stories, um, your aesthetics, like your, I honestly feel like your marketing. And like, for me, I've like marketed myself with colors and certain logos and, um, like detail with font especially, like certain things that make people mm-hmm. um, feel a certain way and know that this represents you and your brand. So, honestly, branding is something that is super important when it comes down to social media. Um, so, yeah, branding, making making your brand um, make people feel a certain way, that is super important. So, it's all these little things that do matter in the bigger picture.
1: Definitely, and women especially are so emotionally driven. So they're they're going to take those next steps with you, whether it's following you or purchasing your product because you're making them feel something because they're either happy and they're going to buy something or they're sad and they're going to buy something. Exactly, exactly. And, like, I started my, like, the reason why
0: my social media career has flourished is because I am actually super vulnerable and transparent and can talk about my suffering and can talk about, you know, my pain. And that's what people want to hear. They don't want you to constantly talk about how well you're doing and how good your life is and how successful you are. They want to be able to relate and, you know, like it all comes down to being vulnerable and talking about your experiences because everyone has something that they can provide that can help someone. You just got to figure out what that is, whether it is talking about something that you have been through or something that you've learned, just, you know, do, it, and it could be anything, and it's just being okay to voice that and to talk about that, and making it a place where you can be super transparent and you can just open up. So try not to aim for a perfectionist attitude when it comes to social media, mm. because being like, I'm definitely a perfectionist, but I um, I also allow myself to have trial and error, to experiment. And social media, that's what it comes down to. You've really just got to experiment and find what works, you know, find what time of the day that is good for you to post or what type of content that your audience like for you to post or what they like for you to talk about. And the only way you can find that out is through experimenting. And if you have that perfectionist attitude, you can't actually experiment because, you're like, oh, no, this isn't good enough or I don't know if people like this. And then you start to actually, um, yeah, lower your yeah. self-worth. And if you lower your self-worth, you're not as confident and then you're not going to actually test and trial and error because you don't allow yourself to because of that, that lack of confidence within yourself.
1: And I feel like that is – the beauty of stories like we didn't have stories years ago with that's still such a new thing and it's the perfect place to test your ideas because it only lasts 24 hours if your audience loves it they'll let you know if they hate it they'll let you know before investing all of this time money and effort into it exactly So
0: I we see, need to and, utilize uh, things like that that so, social media has yeah has given us so you know use your stories use that question box use that poll ask your audience more things mm. I like, engage with them all the time and you know, individually talk to your audience. Like, I, if when I receive messages, I'll like I have um, people who have followed me for years, and we have created such an amazing bond and connection because I've just replied to a certain comment that they've given, and you know, through that they've been able to say, "Hey, look, you're doing this, and it's really great," or "Hey, look, you've started to do this, and I actually don't like it." As you know, as a, um, a as a true C subscriber, and I love that. I really value. Um, being transparent yeah. with my audience, and the only way you can get can get that is if you fully connect with them.
1: Definitely, I couldn't agree more. So, how long have you had your YouTube? Five yeah, years, five you said. Years. So, how many
0: subscribers do you have? I now? think I'm at one hundred and thirty-one thousand subscribers yeah, on my YouTube channel. Amazing. That is, um, probably that's my main platform where I do. I'm I'm obviously on Instagram more because it's easier. Like you know, you can do stories yeah. and everything like that. But I do like my week is definitely um, focused and planned around my YouTube content, like my filming, my editing, and all of that. And like you know, I'll even have to schedule like days where I'm just researching what videos are trending and you know what to provide next because that is something that you do have to actually prioritize when social media is your career you have to find what is trending and keeping up with the trend and you know finding how you're going to provide that and how you're going to produce that and what you're going to make
1: how long does it take you usually to create and edit one video it's completely
0: depending on the style of video so vlog it'll take an entire day because you know I tend to vlog my day and then it could take anywhere up to one to three days to edit that because I like to edit in um, blocks. You know, I won't edit for eight hours straight. I'll edit for two and a half hours and then I'll have a break. And then another two and a half hours editing is extremely exhausting and time consuming. It's something that I do love Mm -hmm. doing, but I put a lot of pride and effort into my editing. So I I have to be in a certain headspace to edit. Um, Otherwise I just don't produce the content that I'm happy with and I've, I've learned that over a period of time. So I've learned that I actually um, am at my peak editing in the mornings. So I'll only ever edit in the mornings. I'll never really edit in the afternoon or nights unless it's like editing that just requires minimal effort. Yeah. So mm. it's just about as well, like with your, with what you're doing and what you're producing um, know what time of the days that you're most effective or um, what time of the day is that you're at your like mental clarity or whatever it is. Like for me, um, I am most creative in the morning and then in the afternoon, that's when I can kind of like either like sit down and do like reading emails, researchers. Like I, I do schedule in a lot of my, um, like my surge method in the afternoon. So my surge method is just something to do with, um, certain, certain timing of the day that I'll either educate myself or, um, do things like gain inspiration, and I'll do that within the afternoon because that's when my mind is a little bit slower and it just takes a li- like less effort.
1: I love this method that you've come up with and I've actually implemented it quite a few times as well. Can you tell the listeners a little bit more about it? Yeah, yes,
0: so I love my surge method. I'm glad that you do use it, Ella. So with my surge method, it stands for, so S-E-R-G, so SURGE, it stands for um, S for self-evaluate, E for educate, R for rest, and G for gain inspiration. So it's basically something that I apply in my alone time. So I'll become conscious of what, what I'm needing. So if I'm exhausted, I'm just going to uh, R, rest. But if I'm you know, if i um, in the car and I have some spare time on my hands, I'm going to actually use that time to gain inspiration um, educate myself. Sorry. So I'm going to use that time to educate myself. So I'll listen to podcasts. I'll listen to audiobooks, I'll do things where I'm going to learn, um, about something that I'm wanting to learn about, whether it is editing, whether it is personal development, whether it is something just about my dog, you know, like I will use that time effectively. And then G gain inspiration. I'll use that at the most randomest times, I literally, I could use that just on the toilet. Like if I'm sitting on the toilet and I have some spare time, I'll just gain, I'll just scroll through Pinterest or I'll scroll through um, certain accounts that inspire me, you know, so it's just using your alone time more effectively. And then when you categorize it like that and you become aware of what you're, what you're, what you're more needing and what you um, can do at that time, you're more likely to enjoy and get more out of it. So, you know, if I'm, tired I'm not going to try and educate myself I'm going to rest because I know that the information probably won't actually sink in as well as if I'm feeling like I want to educate myself because I'm exhausted so it's, it's really so important to become aware of um, what you can do at that moment in time
1: yeah definitely listen to your body and go with that I completely agree there's moments where I feel like I'm really tired, but I don't want to waste the time. And then I might put on maybe a keynote or something and it just doesn't Yeah, stick. exactly. And then you're just basically wasting time. So when do you like to apply my surge method? <laughs> Usually in <laughs> – I feel like every – oh it comes in waves. So in the afternoon, definitely, I will take the time to rest because then I know – I don't know. In the evenings, I feel like I'm really creative and I feel like that's because – I spent so many years working full time and then working on my business at night. So I feel like my mindset has switched to that hustle mode at night. That's good though, yeah. And I think, yeah, so in the mornings I'm really creative and then during the day I feel like that's when I need to educate myself or that's when I need to gain inspiration that's also when I try to do my emails and things like that. And then I'll listen to my audiobook or watch something really creative in the afternoon and then I'll do my work in the evening. It's so important to be
0: mindful of when you work well at certain times of the day and just, you know, realise mm. that you're your own person and not go off how other people work and other people's, you know, workflow, yeah. create your own workflow.
1: Yeah. There's days though, like Sundays, I don't know, I will wake up super early and I'm really keen just to do my own work. And I feel like because I'm on Sundays, I work for myself. I create all my own content. So I'm super keen to do all of that, but it gets to Wednesday and I'm completely shattered. So I take Wednesday morning slow. That's when I do my, that's when I rest. I might do some Pilates, go for a walk and I won't rush my day because I know that I'm, I'm, wrecked yeah. by then and i'll have like a really early night yeah it's so like important that. to be mindful of
0: that because it's something that at my early stages of my career i never was so i would kind of like push um a lot of like editing within like you know nighttime or afternoons and i would kind of just like like force it and rush it and then i would never actually produce the content that i like so being mindful of when you work best is super super important mm.
1: and now my husband has taken on the duty of booking some of my one-on-one consults as well, so I actually have to really utilize that calendar and be like, "Do not book. This yeah. is for me. Yeah. This is time." And he just likes to really smash it and book back-to-back oh, meetings, ugh, one after another. And no. he's like, "Ha ha ha!" Yeah, not can't
0: do that. Same with like my podcast. Like, I just can't book things yeah. back-to-back or my filming or anything like that. Yeah. You know, like. Uh, my videographer, he'll be like, oh, my God, let's feel this, 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 this. I'm like, hell to the fucking no. Um, I'm a bit exhausted. <laughs> Your girl needs to change. She needs something to eat. Like, you need to schedule in breaks. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah, it's something that I do. I definitely do schedule in, you know, my lunch breaks. Um, and I won't do back-to-back things when I know I'm going to be exhausted. Like, I'm someone who I'm glad that I do, I can plan my own calendar because I know how I work and um, when I work best. So, saying to be my glove
1: yeah definitely I know like now that he's doing that for me I have gone in and blocked out times where he's just not allowed to put anything no, that's, in. it's good <laughs> uh, so going back to social media how do you do deal with trolls I know that a lot of young girls are on there and I feel like they're, they're either being the troll or they are being Yeah, yeah. look, you honestly, um, trolls are something that
0: I deal with daily on a constant basis um, and you've got to look at it as like this when your own individual life is going well and you're like killing it and your career is going well, you've got a boyfriend or whatever, you never actually pay much attention to other people and you never really put much negative energy onto other people because you're killing it and you're, you're in your own lane. It's not until you go through a phase um, with your own mental health or you're just in a rut where you start to kind of, Oh, this person's doing well. Like, you know, fuck Britney. you know, Mm -hmm. like (laughs) she, you know, she just got into an amazing relationship. Like, do you know what I mean? Like you get into that headspace when when you're not going well and you just got to look at it from that place and um, just understand where they're coming from. And obviously they're hurting or they're jealous or they're wanting what you, what you have and they, they don't have that. So obviously they're coming from a place of jealousy and pain and you just got to understand that and just you know, not, not really allow that to affect how you're feeling and how, um, how, how you're doing content and how you're doing Instagram, because at the end of the day, you're not going to please everyone. And you just got to understand that. And you do have to go into this, um, accepting the fact that there is going to be haters.
1: Yeah, definitely. I just, (laughs) I just had to block an individual the other day and they got really upset that I blocked them and I was like mate you're upsetting yeah. me I don't yeah, want to see it 100%. so I'm sorry 100%. if that's upset you maybe change your change oh, your exactly life.
0: and you know you just got to it's got to do you and there is going to be people out there who are going to put you down and some days it is going to affect you and hurt you um, but honestly, mm. like I do actually take on board what haters are saying and I'm like, cool, okay, let's analyze this. Um, maybe, yeah. maybe I am doing something that isn't as effective, um, for my audience. You know, maybe this hater is, you know, actually going to help me and, you know, mm. take it on board and again, trial and error, trial and error. Uh, because there has been a few things that haters have said to me in the past where I have, you know, it has affected me, but I've also used that um, as constructive criticism and I have actually got better and I have actually progressed. So sometimes it can be helpful. You just can't allow your emotions to, um, affect you in a way and to yeah. stop you from anything.
1: Yeah, definitely. So do you have any struggles that we can all relate to on or off the ground? hundred percent. So even recently, um, I've only
0: started my own podcast. It's only been live for, um, maybe a month or two months now. And, um, I only have 14 episodes and I created its own Instagram page a month ago. And when I first created it, I had no, there was no structure towards it. There was no method. I was just like uploading content and I was like seven, eight posting and, I hated it. I just hated the page. I hated everything about it. I hated the colors. I really did. And I honestly just wanted to delete everything. And I just wanted to delete my podcast. Like I just wasn't happy. I honestly would just felt so crap. And I was like, Oh my goodness. You know, I meant to be this creator that people look up to, but my, um, my podcast Instagram is just so not me and it just didn't represent me. It didn't make me feel a certain way. And I did. I put myself down and I was like, you know what, Christy, that is okay. You just need to obviously research and create a Pinterest board, create a mood board and find what, find what you like. And I did it. I really didn't feel good with my, my um, podcast Instagram page. And it did take some trial and error and it took a few more posts and, you know, I still wasn't happy with it. I still was putting myself down, but I just kept at it. I kept finding the design that I wanted to go with for my my podcast. And the only way that I did that was just from failing and from creating posts that I didn't like and creating captions that I didn't like. And you know what? Now I'm loving my podcast page and it's just because I kept trying and trying and trying. So um, this is something that is so important in the social media world with your platforms is just to be okay to fail and to, okay to produce content that you don't like in order to find the content that you do like and find what you do like providing. And oh, yeah, yeah. so that's yeah. just even as of recently I, as a creator it's so normal to just go through little ruts and little phases where you're not happy with what you're producing, but you just keep trying you know, I, I definitely do have a perfectionist attitude, but I don't allow that perfectionist attitude to um, stop me from making action. I just continuously make that action until I perfect it. So that's the difference between, yeah. um, you know, actually having a perfectionist attitude that is going to serve you and help you rather than stop you from doing anything. Off the gram, um, look, I have, I have my struggles. Like right now I'm definitely going through financial, financial struggles in my own business. I've made a few investments, um, that have needed like a a lot of money as in like, um, you know, insurance website designers, a lot of things that I haven't actually invested in before. And now I'm needing to make that investment. And it's just a lot of finances that I, I didn't really, um, I wasn't ready for, I wasn't ready to spend for. And I'm just going through that phase at the moment. And it's just something that it's just a part of business and I just got to be okay with that. So I've prioritized, um, I saving and budgeting and, you know, actually hiring an accountant to help me with that. So that is something that I'm going through right Mm -hmm. now. And it's so normal, no matter, you know, this has been my full-time job for the past, um, three, four years. And yet I'm still having, you know, financial issues and that's just a part of it.
1: Having the right accountant makes all the difference. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely wish I knew that a few years back. Yeah. I wish (laughs) I knew
0: that a few years back. We've only been with him for a couple of weeks now and he's amazing.
1: Yeah. I did a podcast episode about it a few weeks ago and honestly it's, it's the difference between having an ABN and an ACN and, having a proactive or reactive approach to money and it just, just that little change can make you save so much money in your business. So a couple more questions and then we'll have to wrap it up. But what would you say is your number one tip for success in business? My number one, it's. You can have a couple. mm,
0: So. I'd probably say to believe and trust in yourself. So, especially for me, when you know, if I'm wanting to hire someone or I am, um, I go to an event and I meet new people. I actually go off how confident they are and how they portray themselves compared to what they know. So confidence is everything, and so so is vibe. You know. Um, I recently had a, um, interview with my mate Dylan Mullen and he you know owns this super successful business. Um, and when he hires people, he hires them off their vibe, not so much what they know because he's had so many issues in the past where he's hired people and they just really stubbed the vibe. And, you know, if you're going to be with someone who's stunting your vibe, you're not going to feel as creative. You're not going to feel as switched on because they, they are, they're going to stun you, vibe, they're going to make you feel a certain way. And it's so important to be in a good headspace when you're around your crew. So when you are, um, starting a business or you're trying to find people for your business headspace and confidence is honestly everything. So I honestly feel like that is the fundamental of careers, your own um, headspace and confidence and self-worth.
1: I definitely say that, and I'm I'm going through that phase in my business now where I'm hiring people, and like the the questions that I ask during the process, the one the one that gets me is when I ask who inspires them or influences them, and that's the one that that I'll pretty much decide if if I want them part of the team or not. And um, I mean, some people will say someone like Lady Gaga or someone that they've never met. And then someone else will say someone like Tony Robbins. Hmm.
0: And I'm like, Yeah, You're hired. yeah literally. Uh, You're hired. Yep. 100% because, you know, that just comes down to um, what they're filling their mind with. Are they filling their mind with noise yeah. or are they filling their mind with um, personal growth and development? That is so important to become aware of that because we all have the same amount of time in the day. And if we, yeah, if we yeah. start to actually listen to either songs certain um, books, certain um, podcasts that are going to help us grow or we're just going to listen to ones that are going to, you know, deteriorate us and, you know, make us have more hate or jealousy and they actually affect who you are as a person, your daily thoughts, your work ethic. So questions like that are so important to become more aware of people, 100%.
1: So what kind of podcasts, I know that you love them and that you have one, but what podcasts would you recommend for us to listen to? Oh, so I um,
0: am loving um, what's his name? I think it's it's so hard to pronounce. Um, like obviously things like Tony Robbins, and then there is um, Dean Dean Crazy. I wish I knew how to pronounce it. So it's Dean <laughs> Kraziosi. It's honestly like the hardest name to pronounce, but it's all about personal development. I think so. It's G R A Z I. OSI, I 100% recommend him. He is amazing. The Gold Digger podcast by Jenna Kutcher. She's incredible. That's all about mm. business and she talks about finances and, like, the nitty-gritty that people usually shy away from, um, which is really good, which yeah. is something that you need. Like, you need to realize that you are going to struggle a little bit with your creativity or your um, self-worth or your finances in business. It's just it's just a part of life. Um, I also am loving... Um Happy Hour. So Happy Hour is by um Lucy and Nikki and they are so amazing. I really like them because it's kind of like more relaxed episodes and they kind of, you know, um talk about partying and um girls and boys and boyfriends and struggles. So that's something that's really good to just listen to when you want to laugh. Um, yeah, so I definitely, when I am having, I have different podcasts for different things that I'm wanting to learn or to feel, and it's really good to just be okay with that. You know, I'm really into personal development, but I also do like to relax and have a laugh and have a drink. So, um, they're really good for that. And then I have, um, just your Gary V and yeah, you know, stuff like that. So,
1: yeah, I love them. I would definitely write them Mm. all down. I think some of them I'm already following. Impact Theory is also really good. i have a look.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. And On Purpose one. with Jay Shetty. So they're my. Yeah. yeah
1: they're, they're really
0: good for personal development. Yeah, he is great. All right. So where can people find Ooh, you? So um, my social media is just Christy ChristySwadling. So that's for Instagram, TikTok, Law. Absolutely loving TikTok at the moment. <laughs> I love like, it. As I'm well. so I'm so, so bad great. at it, but loving it. It's such.
1: <laughs> You're not like look.
0: I'm. I I love. You're so I, funny. I have like um, humor on it, but when it comes down to dancing, that's actually embarrassing. Oh my gosh, no! I don't even try the dancing one. Me and no, me and I Irma, can't. my <laughs> girlfriend, tried yesterday, and we were just watching them. And I was like itching my skin. With how cringeworthy! My my moves were, I was like, oh, I don't want to do this. I literally chucked a tantrum and stopped and just walked out of the room. I was like, I don't want to do this anymore
1: Anna, and walked out. But why is it like when, when, when you go out, you're such a good dancer when you're out, but then on TikTok, I honestly feel like that. a few champagnes and you're
0: good at anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you know, good <laughs> job, I'm pretty good at that. Why don't I just do that on TikTok a few times? Yeah, Just do yeah. that. <laughs> um, and then Yo Balance Co is my own podcast. So um, that's um, available on Apple, iTunes, and Spotify.
1: Cool. I will link you down below. So anybody that wants to can also go check you out. But thank you so much for joining me this morning. And I can't wait to listen to some of your podcasts. No, as well. thank you, Ella. Thank you um, for having me on board. So exciting. No problem. Well, I'll see you on the gram and I will talk to you guys in the next episode. Bye.